0: Welcome to Maison Mission. My name is Kevin, and I am so glad that you've tuned in with us today. Maison is a Greek word that means greater, and the Maison Mission is all about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. As always, we have a digital connect card. It's going to be on your screen in just a minute. Uh, There's a QR code there that you can can scan and you can send us prayer requests or any questions that you might have. Uh, You can sign up for activities or you could just send a note and say hi. We love to hear from you guys. The prayer room is still open throughout Lent every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's been really great to just have this space to be able to sit and to rest and to just pray, meditate, and just sit at God's feet. And so we invite you to come by. If you have a free moment, it really is powerful. Also, uh, we have an uh, serving opportunity for you on April 1st in the evening at the Ronald McDonald house. We're going to be feeding supper to some of the residents there. If you're interested in helping out at that uh, event, you can sign up on the digital connect card that was on the screen just a few minutes ago, or you can send an email to compassion at dot Hey, I know we don't really talk a lot about giving at groups week, but uh, I do want to encourage you in this season. If you are getting something really good out of the prayer room, out of the programs that we're doing, out of the groups and the the kids' programs. There's no way that these things can happen without the help of just ordinary, normal, everyday people just like you. And so if you'd like to give, you can give at our website, MaisonMission.com, and you can click the button to give. You can text a dollar amount to the number 84321, and then you follow the prompts, and then you select Maison Mission, and you can give that way. Or you can just send a check to the address that's going to be on the screen. Today, I am really excited because our pastoral intern, Susie Scarborough, is here with us today, and she's going to continue in our series, Deep Clean. We keep playing with fire.
1: Hi, friends. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, when God doesn't make sense. Have you ever prayed for a healing that never came? Ever been in a relationship that no matter how much you invested, there was no reconciliation? Perhaps you have been unfairly judged, threatened, disregarded, or intentionally preyed upon for reasons unknown or out of your control. Maybe you're carrying deep wounds fresh or long-established, that seem impossible to heal. Have you ever been blindsided by a loss so intense, all you could do was cry out in anguish? Now maybe you're saying, Whoa, sister, slow it down with the theatrics. I've had my troubles, but I'm doing okay. Praise the maker and pass the chocolate, because y'all are coping better than some of us. In all seriousness... I think it's reasonable to imagine that we all have faced times where life hasn't made sense to us, and as a result, God seems to not make sense either. Intense negative feelings are a normal response to experiences of loss, rejection, disappointment, and tragedy. But what do we do with them? I'd like to suggest that during these difficult times, whether they are moments, events, or extended seasons, We bring these honest and raw emotions to Jesus. There have been multiple times in my life where personal losses, grief, and disappointments have piled up in a way that left me feeling as though God had completely abandoned me, my family, and our loved ones. In the span of one year, our family began fostering my two brothers. My grandmother was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Our family's closest friends from church moved across the country. Our church went through a huge split and I was becoming aware of the long-term abuse that I was being subjected to by a prominent person in the church. During this time, My responsibilities at home grew exponentially as my mother was trying to care for her own mother during the day and her husband and five children after school. I was babysitting my siblings or my grandmother, helping with dinner prep for our family and my grandparents, and dealing with being a lonely 14-year-old who didn't feel safe anywhere. It was a painful and confusing season with effects that I continue to carry. I'd love to tell you that I had some huge revelation that made all of those things instantly better, but that wasn't exactly the case. This was a difficult chapter in my life that spanned several years into college for me. I did, however, have a few people that I believe God used to help me navigate the complicated emotions and losses I was experiencing in those years. One came in the form of a camp counselor who was incredibly encouraging and supportive, We exchanged letters for several years, and those letters were like a lifeline for me. She helped me see myself as a beloved and cherished child of God and valued person in her life through her consistency in writing. I'm going to pause my story here, and now we're going to look to the life of Jesus. Throughout his ministry, Jesus was met with thousands of people who were suffering in mind, body, and or spirit. Some asked for healing directly. Others had intercessors who brought them or their needs to Jesus. His response is consistently one of compassion and care. He did not reject the broken. Rather, he received them gently, sometimes moved to tears himself, as in the death of his friend Lazarus in the 11th chapter of John's Gospel. It's not only personal loss that brings Jesus to tears, In Luke chapter 19, we read of Jesus weeping over Jerusalem and the destruction that would come to the city and its people. In his embodied time on earth, Jesus faced loss, rejection, persecution, abandonment, disappointment, grief, anger, and an endless stream of people who needed and wanted things from him. In the desert, he was goaded repeatedly and challenged by Satan to give into basic human needs. Jesus understands want and physical deprivation. Jesus understands what it is to be exhausted by the needs of others. After an extended time of teaching and speaking to the crowds that followed him, he slept through a storm in a boat. His cousin, John the Baptist, was beheaded while he was held in prison during a party on a whim. No healing came for John. Jesus needed to be alone after learning of his death. Jesus understands grief over the loss of a loved one. During his ministry on earth, his own brothers did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. He knows how it feels to be misunderstood and rejected by family. Judas, one of Jesus' closest disciples, plotted to kill him and betrayed him with a kiss. Directly after his arrest in the garden, all of his disciples deserted him and fled. Those are the words. His disciples deserted him and fled in Matthew 26, verse 56b. That's like half of the verse. We all know of Peter's denial of Jesus three different times. We even read in Matthew 27, 46, how Jesus cries out, feeling abandoned on the cross by his Father God. I'm going to bring it back to my story now. As a sophomore in college, I faced another barrage of losses in my family and with a couple close friends. I felt like the orange in that Tropicana commercial, you know, the one where there's the orange like rolling around on the counter and someone takes a straw and like pokes it into there. I felt like someone had shoved a straw through my middle and sucked out all the goodness, the joy and hope. I remember distinctly, after a very difficult chapel service, being so angry, sitting in a friend's car alone. I was furious with God for apparently leaving us to carry this impossible weight of loss and yelling. I imagine campus security may have been called had anyone been around, but it was Houghton, so no one was around. In the moments after yelling and crying and collapsing back in the driver's seat, I remember having a very distinct sense that not only was I not alone, but that I was not alone in my grief and anger. It flooded over me the awareness that Jesus was weeping with me, all the various losses he experienced in his ministry on earth. He understood and wanted to carry these heavy burdens with me and for me. It was my turn to lean into him and allow myself to see Jesus with me in the midst of all that I was carrying. I know this is not everyone's experience, and I don't share this to elevate my story in any way or to garner sympathy. Rather, I hope that it invites you to trust that even when life feels as though it is falling apart and you are alone, you in fact are not. I believe that God walks with us through all of our valleys, through every shade of shadow we face. Jesus saw and experienced great suffering, and his routine response was compassion. I believe that he continues to be moved by our suffering. The events and traumas that have broken our hearts also break the heart of God. Emotions and emotional expressions are not foreign to Jesus, nor are they to be ignored or buried within us. I want to encourage anyone who is able to identify with these or other heavy burdens that you are not alone and you do not have to carry these things by yourself. The Maison community has connections with some trusted local resources for counseling and other supports. If you would like more information, please reach out to one of our pastors, Kevin, Drake, Miranda, or Wilson for those recommendations. I know this has been heavy and I want to acknowledge that not everybody is carrying heavy burdens right now, which is wonderful. I also want to say that while I do believe strongly that Jesus comes along and comforts us and weeps with us, I believe that Jesus also comes along and rejoices with us in the good and beautiful things that are happening in our lives. For those of you who are not carrying heavy burdens right now, I want you to know that Jesus is rejoicing with you and sings over you and delights in you. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you for the many ways that you meet us. We thank you for the gift of friendships, the gift of professionals who can help us and walk with us through difficult times. We ask that you would give each of us a deeper awareness of your presence with us in the good days, in the bad days, in the long, hard, dry seasons, and in the delightful Joyful seasons that we walk through. We ask you to help us trust, to lean into you. We believe, help our unbelief. Give us the grace to go forward, to care for ourselves, and to care for others well. In your precious name we pray, amen.